0: Hello guys. Today's first episode is something that's pretty important and timely to our current situation. And honestly, it's relevant to anybody who identifies as a young adult. Maybe you're an upperclassman in college, maybe you're a millennial, a general Zer, just trying to figure things out. It's a huge portion of the entire theme of coming into your own. And so our first episode today is going to be what to do with your life. And that sounds huge. That sounds daunting. (laughs) Daunting. (laughs) But don't worry,
1: guys. We're going to break it up into some pieces. And hopefully you can take some of
0: this for your own lives. And, you know, whether you're still at work, whether you're still at school or in the midst of school, I don't know if your classes have been delayed for the
1: semester. Yeah, or even transition period, like me, going from school to
0: work or just trying to figure out what you're supposed to do this episode will definitely be for you. All right, so I guess the first topic that a lot of people think about when they're discussing what to do with their life is... Their career. And I feel like careers give people a lot of sense of purpose. I feel like a
1: lot of people, oftentimes when they're young, like at least I was like this, I would always be like, okay, I need to find something that fits perfectly with everything I want career wise. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure for college students, at least in America, to kind of fit this perfect ideal career. And our whole lives are leading up to this job that we're supposed to have. And the career counselor at View in Calm, she said, you know, honestly, there's not going to be a job out there that's going to fit all of that. And you're just going to need to kind of cultivate a life that can fill your soul to do the things you like. And maybe part of that is your career. Maybe part of that is being able to just stay financed mm-hmm. for things that you do want to do. Like if you want to travel, if you want to
0: have adventure. Take care of your family. Yeah. yeah, wow, That's incredibly important. Shout out to Heather Fink, though. Shout I out to Heather know. Fink for those words of
1: wisdom. I know. No, she's great. Yes. Everybody in Calm at BU definitely make an appointment with her. She really made me feel better about <laughs> getting my life started. And it's okay. Honestly, it's okay if you don't even know what you want to do cuz um
0: I'm that's me. So <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, I think that that's a lot of us and I think a lot of people find stress from that or that is a big source of stress for them not knowing what they want to do and the Mm -hmm. best piece of advice that I give people when you know I see my peers or family members who are kind of going through that transitionary time I give them like two things the first thing that I say is in a perfect world with zero obstacles if money wasn't a thing if education time space distance that wasn't an obstacle between you and your path that you want to go down what would you be doing almost look at it with childlike optimism entertain all of your pipe dreams whatever it is that people say that is kind of crazy or like oh like i'll know i never be famous but i would love to be an actor like no entertain that actor. dream you can be an actor all the people yeah. who are actors were crazy enough to think that they could do it so right. i mean you have to start with at least believing in your dream and entertaining the fact that it is actually possible and so I think that we almost live in this society where we're conditioned to stay within this box and Mm
1: -hmm. dwindle
0: our thinking and it's almost like society wants us to think that these things that we truly want aren't achievable But they are. And the second that you break down those barriers, oh my gosh, a world of opportunity just kind of opens up for you. And it almost reminds me of like the law of attraction, which we will definitely get into. Oh,
1: I love the law of attraction.
0: (laughs) We will get all in the law of attraction at some other day in time. Yes. But for the purpose of careers, that is a really good way to try and pinpoint what it is that you want to do. And then the second piece of advice that I give a lot of people is, Well, say you don't have a pipe dream. Say you don't have this crazy imaginary life that you wish that you could live already thought up in your head, then try everything. Because even the things that you try that you don't like, it's just like ticking one thing off the list or checking another box. It gets you closer to whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. So Mm -hmm. entertain those pipe dreams and try everything if you don't even have one. It's like the two big pieces of advice that I give people.
1: The way I look at it is... I'm not somebody that necessarily has an idea of like an ideal career. I feel like I've bounced around my whole life and I still kind of am just trying to figure it all out. And I feel like a great way to tackle that is just looking at your life as you're in the car, you're driving, it's dark, the headlights are on, you can't see everything in front of you, but you can see a little bit. And if you just do things in the moment or fill your soul with something you like doing, or that's a great way to get started. Did I used to think like we need to plan our lives out like until we're dead you know god that was morbid but we (laughs) we we try to plan all this stuff out and honestly like there's so much stuff that happens in our lives that we can't predict and it's just it's hard to do that so I think it's kind of for me a little bit peaceful knowing that as long as I have shorter term goals and things I'm striving for in the present day will eventually just figure it out and you don't need to have your whole feature length movie of your life figured out you can just have the first
0: season of your series (laughs) that's a really good way to put it and i think that that relinquishes a lot of the stress off of people's shoulders too because it's like well if i if I mess up in this one area of my life, then that's gonna ripple effect and I won't have the fairy tale ending to my future length movie that I wanna have. But like, no, if you just take it bit by bit, yeah. if you're living happily and you're enjoying yourself, then I think that you're you're pretty much going down the right path. Yeah. Wait, to- I have a
1: question for you before we move
0: Ooh, on. Okay.
1: I feel like for you, your your manifestations and your goals have been I feel like things are kind of fall into place for you. And I wonder if you wanna talk about some of those just so like people can get an idea if you have any in your head if not we can just move on but
0: I feel like just some anecdotal you know I think our time living together this past year has really put a lot of that into perspective for me because I I know for a fact that i'm a very goal oriented person and i'm Mm -hmm. always looking towards the future and sometimes i don't like stop and smell the roses Mm -hmm. when i should and enjoy my present which is something that we'll talk about but um I think living with you, you've really been able to point that out to me, like, oh my God, like you've just been manifesting a lot of things that you've been speaking about just two weeks ago, just a month ago. Things are going well. And you've allowed yeah. me like to stay, take a step back and Aww. just really be grateful. But you make me cry. <laughs> I think some of the things that really come into my head at first are getting into be you. Carissa and I were both transfer students. For those of you who don't know us personally, we both transferred in 2018. Fall of 2018 was both our first semesters on campus. From different schools. Yes, from different schools. I transferred from Syracuse University. I was not happy at where I was. And I remember just wanting BU so badly, wanting to come and be a student in Boston and get into calm and be Mm. in film and TV. I just remember wanting it with my entire being. And I think that that was one of the first things that I really felt like I manifested. Honestly, me too. Yeah, it was huge. Like there was a lot on the line there. Yeah, crazy. That was a huge achievement. Honestly, getting into college too was a huge achievement for me Mm. too. I really wanted Syracuse before I knew. You know, when you're in high school, you don't really know all it is that you want. But getting into college and then getting into the college – that I really wanted to get into like later on after transferring was something that was really big. And then this past semester, Carissa has helped me realize that I used to always speak so much about how badly I wanted a mentor, someone who looked like me, someone who Mm -hmm. was in the field of communications, who was at the next step and could just shine some light and give me some insight from my current quarrels. And I think within like two weeks, two to three weeks within – the first semester of this year I like met someone who has now become like an incredible mentor and friend for me and Carissa was the person who was like oh my god like you you totally just manifested that and I was like you're right yeah (laughs) it's so exciting like what about you what do you think are some things that you have been able to manifest I feel like
1: for me, I don't know what I want, honestly. And also, I feel like a big part of manifesting things is like you have to be in a good headspace and you have to be like positive energy. We need to bring in all of this great stuff to you because you're vibrating that same level of energy And sometimes I feel like I, I feel like Boston, like going to BU was a good change for me. But I also feel like sometimes it's not somewhere I'm going to end up in the Mm -hmm. long run. And I don't know if it was the perfect change, but I definitely think, I feel like when I was at, I transferred from a school called the University of San Diego. Shout out to my USD homies that are listening to this. I remember applying there to BU to transfer or like thinking about transferring. I wasn't really sure. But then my mom was like, oh, just just apply. Just like see, just give yourself an option because I really wasn't sure if I was going to go through with it or not because I really did love all my friends that I had at USD. But I was like, you know what, I'm just going to apply to like couple schools in California for film programs. And then I was really interested in BU and I didn't really like I wasn't really sure if I should do it or not. I feel like it was such a reach for me like BU is such an elite school. And I just I just didn't really have a lot of high hopes for myself. I don't know if this is a manifestation, but I feel like it's kind of like a guardian angel type of mm. energy. I started my application, my common app. Dude, doing the common app the second time around is a whole, that's a whole other story. It is. (laughs) Yeah, I I opened up my common app and I had Wii U on my list of schools. And and then I just was like, you know, I'm just not going to apply to BU. I don't have time. I'm like working on other things. I actually didn't apply by the deadline. I missed the deadline for BU. And then there was one moment where I got an email from BU admissions, something from BU and was like, hey, we're still taking applications.
0: Wow. And I was like,
1: you know what? I'll just do it, whatever. It'll take a couple hours. And I did it and I got in and I I here I am. Wow. So I feel like that moment of seeing that email that they're still taking applications like that really. That's a moment of fate. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: That's almost just like letting things come and rolling with the punches mm-hmm. and then whatever's meant to be will be.
1: Yeah. I feel like BU is definitely in my path of becoming myself because I went back to USD or San Diego over spring break. And I feel like Just seeing where I am now and seeing my headspace I'm at now and just all the opportunities I've had at BU, like, although Boston
0: weather is literally horrible and, like, atrocious. (laughs) It is not good for the mental health. No. That's all we gotta say. (laughs) And it is a really
1: stressful environment sometimes, but I feel like if I didn't go to BU, I would would be so unhappy. Like, Mm. I learned so much about myself and I never would have if I didn't move somewhere else. So, in terms of what to do with your life, definitely follow those intuitions in yourself and those signs. Like, definitely take that into account. I guess mm-hmm. what I can say to that.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think it's really interesting how you've been able to see, like, come full circle and, like, reflect back because you were in your old space. Wow. It's always really satisfying when life, like, allows you to do those Mm -hmm. types of things. And that's reassuring, too, like, for the future. Yeah, I'm so – I'm excited for the future. Yes. post grad life? Ooh. Ooh. He's not ready. (laughs) Yeah. But we've both kind of touched on being in what we would consider bad headspaces or at lower Mm -hmm. points in our lives. And I think that this is the next point that we're planning on speaking to, which is something that some of you all who are listening may be going through right now. If you clicked on this podcast, if you clicked on this episode, or you may have had peers or friends who have gone through it, family members, parents. But the quarter life crisis is real, y'all. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. real for certain people. It definitely yes. happens. Or another term that is that's known by that Carissa recently hipped me to is the dark night of the soul, which I feel like yes. we both the dark have just night of the soul. We have both experienced in mm-hmm. our own degree in different ways, and I. You know, the quarter life crisis is, is, I don't know, I think I am grateful for mine. (laughs) Yeah. If you will, will you just go ahead and like lay out a definition for the listeners?
1: Yes, I would love to. I listened to a couple podcasts that talk about stuff like this, and they kind of mentioned the dark nights of the soul, and I never really knew what it was, and then I came across a TikTok that explained some more stuff about the dark night of the soul in depth and basically what that said was like you know there are moments in your life where you are just at a loss and you just don't feel happy with where you're at, and you just don't feel like anything is working for you. And then you get to a point where you want that to change and you want to better yourself and you kind of turn to something, at least for me, like turning and probably you too, Naima. Like I turned to more of like spiritual ways of thinking, like law of attraction or any type of spirituality to kind of lift you up out of this dark space, dark night of mm-hmm. the soul. And there's such a low point in your life. But then you need to go through those points to get to a higher point of being in mm-hmm. yourself. And after going through that moment, you come out a better version of yourself. So I've definitely had a couple of those moments in my life, particularly this past fall. Definitely. It
0: was a dark night of the soul for Corissa.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. It was quite a dark night in my life. <laughs> but it ticked all the boxes of like you know I needed to turn to something better and I needed to like go through that period of time to really come out stronger and and just like look at the world in a better way and it's just it's really cool that they have a term for that because I feel like a lot of us go through moments of sadness and darkness that we come out stronger from
0: because I'm guessing a lot of our listeners are going to be college students or young adults Would you describe some of the feelings or like why you felt like that was a particularly dark time without like, of course, getting into anything too sensitive? I think
1: for me, I I went abroad. Abroad changed me. I've never been happier in my life. (gasps) I was in Australia over the summer and I was doing a lot of cool stuff and interning at this company. In Sydney this film production company and because I'm a film major and we were going to the Sydney film festival and it was really an amazing experience and but then I came back and I I don't know if I wanted to do film anymore. And I didn't know if I wanted to pursue that field that I worked so hard to kind of get to, like from transferring and taking the courses at BU and going through all of that. So I felt like I was kind of stuck doing all these classes that I knew I wasn't even gonna use in the future. And I was kind of feeling bad about that. And then I was having, um, (laughs) there was some romance sadness for Carissa, Oh. Um, so there was that too. Yeah, that was sad. Was so, I'm such a sad girl. It's okay. You know, a lot of Joji. <laughs> <laughs> Joji on the ukulele. Yeah. Oh. And then I was also having some friend drama as well. That was really, really breaking my heart, honestly. Um, and all of that combined, I just I just felt so depressed, honestly, like, I just felt like nothing was in the right place. And then I'm trying to think of when I kind of got out of that, but sometimes it's just time. Yeah, Yeah, it just takes takes time. time. I think I got some more closure with the the romance portion. Good, good. Um, uh, but recently I've been being in quarantine
0: has made me a sad girl all over again all over again (laughs) I think a lot of people people can definitely relate to that Mm -hmm. it's a hard time out here it is so you said that you got some closure with the romantic side of things yeah how did you creep out of the more existential what you're doing with your life as far as film
1: yeah I still feel like I I don't know what i'm doing but i feel like as long as i have a degree in something from a university i will be able to do something meaningful that i care about with my life honestly you know what got me out of my my rut Mm Was getting a job <laughs> was when I started working at Life Alive, honestly. That's good. I used to work at a, a restaurant on the campus of BU. They're not affiliated with BU, but it's like on the drag of BU. And honestly, like just having some more sense of purpose helps me get out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like having to interact with other people, getting to know the people I worked with and like hearing what they had to say, because the place I worked at is very... Holistic natural
0: vegan free spirits.
1: Yes. Connect with the earth. Yes. Very much that sort of vibe, which I love. And I think everyone that worked there also loved that sort of energy. And I think just kind of being around more people like that. So just surrounding yourself with more like-minded people and forcing yourself to go do things and having that sense of purpose. I think that's what really helped me get out of that. And from there, I've always had this draw to like astrology and spirituality and kind of hippy-dippy stuff, if you will. But I think I finally kind of dove deeper into that this year mm-hmm. and I use that way of thinking more and more and I feel like a year from now I'm gonna be like Full
0: <laughs> me,
1: <laughs> floating around on my have my ukulele with me um, in your van life oh yes the van life oh um, yeah yeah I feel like That's the big part of getting for me getting out of that dark night of the soul, finding a sense of purpose, finding something that I could place value in again, even if it is something as like small as just getting a part time job or
0: just kind of doing something for myself that I felt good about again. it sounds like your part-time job just opened up uh, a girth of other opportunities for you to shift and change your perspective like it put you in a very healing beautiful place life alive in and of itself is just a beautiful atmosphere to be in yeah and like all of their values and the food that you eat it's all about like taking care of yourself and being mindful i mean that's beautiful
1: yeah and like making money we love that if
0: we love making money
1: but yeah. just having some extra cash on the side is nice too but yeah yeah I think honestly that you just have to diversify because I quit like all of the film related things that I was doing too mm-hmm. so I wasn't involved mm-hmm. doing that anymore and honestly I think that helped me feel better because I just felt like it was so draining to do all of that and I'm sure you also had similar feelings. Cause oh. Milady over here also was a film major at one point.
0: I was. You want to uh, talk about that a little bit? Yes. This is now creeping into my Dark Night of the Soul uh, mm-hmm. or my Quarter It was just hate film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love film, but we we have a love-hate relationship with yes. it. So um I transferred the fall of 2018 and I feel like I hit my quarter life crisis rock bottom, and the spring of 2019. And what's crazy is, is during the entirety of that semester, I didn't even realize just how depressed I was until I left that environment. But this is kind of trailing into another thing that we really wanted to bring up that is kind of like a quintessential part of like this quarter life crisis theme. And it's breaking free of like competitive lifestyles or like a rat race or trying so hard to fit yourself into a box that you simply just do not belong in because- You can only last for so long in that box Mm -hmm. and you're going to hit a point where you're know you just not able to do the things that you typically enjoy doing and it's going to be more draining than fulfilling and I feel like I definitely hit one of those. When it came to film, I love taking in films and I have a big passion for them and I really love creating short form videos to be honest and I think Mm -hmm. that everything happens for a reason because I went from being a psych major to being a film major because there's a lot of psychology and communication a lot of overlaps and now I'm in advertising and there's a ton of psychology and mm-hmm. advertising and I'm yes. super into strategy and like the production part of it and the creative part of it so I'm grateful that I went through my quarterly crisis because it caused me to pivot and redirect myself and redirect my the things that I was putting my time, effort, and energy in. And it almost just like helped me get closer to what I wanted to do in life. You know, Mm -hmm. going back to some of our first pieces of advice, try everything because whatever you don't like, is going to get you at least one step closer to whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. And I definitely feel Mm -hmm. like I encountered that throughout my own journey. But I too was very depressed. I was not feeling like myself. I was experiencing something that Carissa and our roommates – I like to call it FABWA, and
1: (laughs) it's an acronym. Okay, wait. I'm sure you've all heard of the term FOMO, fear of missing out. Yes. And that's kind of how this term was born into our vocabulary.
0: Yes. It wasn't necessarily the fear of missing out because we were in spaces that we almost wanted to miss out on. Like I was in the film space and I was like, I don't belong here. But by being surrounded by that hyper competitiveness in a space that you don't belong in, like, it just kind of beats you down a little bit. So mm-hmm. Fobwa was born because Fobwa is the fear of being worthless, which is very morbid, very morbid, but the oh, thing goodness. is, we would take it as a joke. Yeah, we'd be like, ha ha Fable. Yes, ha ha, yeah. Fable, you know, <laughs> and it's a play on, I honestly feel like the social atmospheres and the climate of Boston University and I'm sure a lot of people who attend other relatively competitive competitive and elite and selective universities or hyper-competitive spaces in the workforce can feel this type of way too whereas like people just become their resume and it's like well what are you Mm -hmm. doing if you're not involved in eight clubs on campus if you haven't had four internships by your sophomore year if you haven't landed the Boston Globe Fellowship like what are you doing? Doing with your life, there's almost right. a condescending, hyper-competitive mm-hmm. race that we were in, and so fable was coined off of almost like <laughs> making fun of that, you know, like, yeah. golly, like the things and the people that I'm surrounded by are just so honed in and focused on productivity where they make who mm-hmm. you are and your worth as a of, as a person is the sum of your productivity, which is just so anti-us. Like we, we definitely yeah. don't believe that. Forest <laughs> moons don't like that. They <laughs> don't like that at all. Yeah. And so it took me getting out of that space and taking the break over summer. You know, I didn't pursue an internship. I didn't take classes online. I was like, chick girl needs a break for you and all I did was i worked i i came home I worked a job that i absolutely loved as well very similar to carissa mm, interesting that got me out of it and um at the end of the summer I took my first ever solo traveling trip and it totally just enlightened me to a an entirely different way of life. And it definitely is just a very important proponent on my life's path that I feel like everything has happened for a reason and all of my obstacles have only led me to more beautiful things. So the quarter life crisis oftentimes is basically just your life telling you that We've hit a wall and you need to pivot away from it. Mm. Like you need to pivot away whatever direction you're in and just try something totally different. Whatever you thought was crazy. Like I did that and I couldn't have been happier. Beautiful. But sorry for that little rant. I mean, Chris and I just gave you like a scoop on our background and All of these things are actually incredibly important to the people that we have become today and why Mm -hmm. we even want to share this podcast. And hopefully by us talking about the things that we went through could help someone else get through something similar. Yeah, anything you're going through, honestly. For sure. And I think one of the last things that we wanted to touch on for this episode today is the importance of living at your own pace, which goes off of, you know, pivoting. The act of pivoting, Mm -hmm. leaving at your own place and um, living within the present are both so important. And Carissa, why don't you go ahead and explain how you interpret those things and create your own?
1: Yeah. I feel like at least for me, I don't know if you feel like this, Naima, but I feel like I got to BU like through a loophole in the system because you know, BU is very selective, but coming in as a transfer, I'm pretty sure the acceptance rate is significantly higher.
0: It's like double. It's like 50% instead yeah. of like 23.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I got like to where I was through a loophole and like I didn't even maybe. <sighs> I don't know. I'm glad I got here. I just first of all, I transferred as a junior. And so I had already done two years of college. And I just felt like everyone around me was so and like the culture of BU, very like fast paced, like you have to do so much like Naima was saying, like so much all the time to be considered like an ideal BU student, you have to have an internship, you have to going for what you want and doing well in your classes and like classes are super hard at BU. I really feel for the science majors and everything. Oh my gosh. People.
0: (laughs) I Um, just wouldn't be able to do it. I, so the calm major. Yes. <laughs> I literally just would have transferred or gone yeah. to community college a long time ago. Y'all yeah. are the real troopers.
1: I know. You guys are A1, honestly. But I feel like also calm is hard in a different way. You have to time manage a lot. And Taurus <laughs> Moons. <laughs> I know. Taurus Moons don't like time management. No, we don't. But I feel like for me, just to get back to your original question, I kind of went on a tangent there. But I went to a really competitive high school. I went through a pre-K through 12 school for like 14 years at the same school, which is crazy. So I was in like a very abnormal environment compared to most people in this country in terms of schooling. But I just always felt like I've never been like engaged in the subject matter of classes and everything. I just feel like a lot of things came more difficult to me. Other people wanted to become lawyers and doctors and engineers and like all of those elite professions. And it's just I came from like such a long line of educated people. And it's such an important thing in my family. But I honestly feel like I always kind of struggled to be in a sort of environment like that. And so I always feel like I wanted to have something different. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to help people in my own way and be creative creative and figure my life out in that way. And I feel like to do that, I just couldn't listen to what everyone was doing around me and like pushing themselves so hard, because that's just not how I worked. And I feel like once I started doing that, I felt a lot better about everything and myself, my work, I feel like even just being a film major in general, like not a lot of people even see like pursuing and communications slash art degree as like legitimate or
0: viable. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I feel like being a film major has been the first time that things have become like really easy for me. Not easy, but like straightforward. And I want to do my best in my classes. And I want to try and create good content, scripts and little videos and short films or whatever I've done in my past.
0: You're just describing like being in your element, I guess, for the first time.
1: Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. And I feel like for those of you who kind of resonate with what I'm saying, or just not feeling like you're in a groove, think about those things that make you stay up all night. And like, you don't even realize time's passing by and like really focus on that and pursue that. Because once you do that, who cares what other people say, like, you're going to be so happy, you're going to be successful doing what you love. And I know I said I didn't like film, but I feel like just as a class form wise in this college system, like this is probably one of the only majors that I would have been able to succeed fully in. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, I know for so many people, like there's issues with parents not supporting you and everything like that. So that's a whole other issue that I'm lucky enough that my parents really support me in whatever I want to do, which is really nice yeah but i feel like just finding that pace of figuring out what works best for you like who cares what other people say like no i wasn't involved with a ton of stuff and by the end of my college time you just have to find things that work for you i guess is what i'm trying to say and it sometimes takes time but once you get there it's it's really gonna it's really worthwhile i think
0: yeah i think a lot of what this podcast is about is straying away from that cookie cutter lifestyle that we almost mentioned earlier, you know? Um, And being a creative, going into a creative field, a lot of times people almost have to like muster themselves up and like adjust their belt and take a deep breath before they take that leap into the creative field because we are conditioned to like, oh, that's not, you're not going to get a real job or, you know, like that's not a real degree. And I remember this one night, My friend, Jaylene, if she's listening, oh my gosh, this girl has been literally one of the most impactful people to have ever entered my life. We had this one conversation for like four hours, our freshman year in college. And I had gone into college as a psych major to become a doctor, to become a psychiatrist, because that's something that I enjoy and I knew that I would make a good amount of money in, being a doctor. So I know Naima is a great advice giver she like I've there's been so many
1: times in the apartment where we just like she just really dug deep in all like all our roommates I'm sure you guys better be listening <laughs> but like <laughs> I'm sure we all can agree that Naima really is good at I just love asking the questions that really get to the deep seated feelings that we really are feeling so if if you do want to go back to that, I think you would be quite successful.
0: Thank but of you. course, you can do anything you want in this world. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. But yes, psychiatry and just, yeah, figuring out what makes people tick and uh, who they are at their raw, untouched core is such a big part of who I am and what I find interesting in the world, what I find to be important in the world. But I had originally gone into that field or wanted to chase that field for monetary reasons. That was the big proponent of it all. I have not been the typical like straight A school student either. I just I have difficulties with discipline and self-discipline <laughs> and <laughs> And structure, I guess, is what it is. I'm very much so like a free spirit and like to do things on my own time and all this other stuff, which is, or some traits that I need to sweep up and tighten up a little bit. But so school's always been extremely difficult for me. And I would dread and get so anxious thinking about going through like, like four years, what is it, for medical school. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make oh. it. And Jay sat me down one day and we had this conversation and she was like, do whatever it is your heart desires. If you want to go into film, if you want to be a creative, do it. Because the people who are in a position where they're working a job that doesn't feel like work are undoubtedly gonna be successful no matter what. Because if it's fueling your soul, those 40 hours a week are gonna feel like five minutes. So instead of clocking Mm -hmm. in 40 hours and being drained and going home and not being able to move a muscle after work, you're gonna be clocking in 70 hours a week because you're fueling your passions and it's gonna feel like nothing. And so sometimes when you see people who are workaholics who just like love what they do, you're like, oh my God, all they do is work, work, work. And it's because they're having fun while they're doing it. So you're bound to be successful. And that really just shifted my perspective and caused me to pivot in my freshman year. We have we have multiple points of pivot in this life, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. So that really caused me, I guess, to break free or take a step, one step back from this structure of society of what mm-hmm. is deemed to be successful, what fields and careers are deemed to be worthy of pursuing. And I think as I've gotten older both Carissa and I have just only taken more and more steps away from that cookie cutter lifestyle and that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is just like share the ways that we're coming into our own and I guess give advice to others who are also trying to find their their way off the beaten path but living in the present and living at your own pace is so incredibly important I think that we both just touched on uh, what it's like to be in environments that you feel like you don't necessarily belong in or working alongside people that you're not similar to Mm -hmm. and there's this constant relative comparison that seems to take place. And that's that relative comparison that can really break you down and make you feel fabla or make you feel like you're in this quarter life crisis because you're looking around all those around you and you're like, well, I'm not where they are. So I think something that's incredibly important to your mental health while you go through this transitionary phase and you're trying to figure out what to do with your life, because it can be a taxing thing to do, is just live at your own pace. And like, comparison is the thief of all joy we all have our own personal timing in this life yeah. and whatever's meant to be will be for you when it's supposed to happen so yeah everything happens for a reason and if you're feeling like you're not where you're supposed to be in life right now and that all the others your age are 10 steps ahead, like don't even look at those around you. Just keep your blinders on and just look at the path ahead. That's honestly the biggest piece of advice that I have to give for anybody who's, who's going through a relatively difficult time trying to figure out what to do with their life. At the end of the day, it's all going to shake out and what's meant to be will be. Yes. I have a question for you. Okay.
1: I I feel like this is a quote and I'm just going to steal it from somebody and I'm not going to say it in an eloquent way, but it seems like in adulthood, we're just kind of trying to find who we were as children and what we loved back when we were young. I don't know if you are similar and you you feel like this is true for you, but at least for me, I feel like I was all these things I had interest in when I was young and then I decided against I'm coming back to at this point. So it's interesting.
0: Oh my gosh, I feel that to my core. I feel it to my core. And that reminds me a lot of the podcast that you put me on to, Rewilding. Oh, yes. Love Rewilding. Love you, Ella. It's just all about getting back to the core of who you are and that childlike mm-hmm. optimism for the world and just living with no inhibitions or no fears of being your raw and uncut self. I feel that 100%. Like. Yeah. Nowadays, mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about where my life path is going to go, it's like, oh, that's what I see in my distant future. So it's like straight away and I'm just – trying to find the path back to it I guess so yeah so I guess if whoever's listening is kind of having trouble
1: figuring out where to start just think about what you liked when you were so young because I feel like when you're a kid you just you don't know all the things that society wants you to be yet or like what the right way to be is and so you just do things you like and I think that's really powerful because I feel like I really have always cared about the ocean the environment I feel like I would love to work in some sort of space to help like with Nonprofits with that in a creative way, or like doing something with fashion or something like that. I might crack open my sewing machine again. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. But yeah, I think it's a good place to start if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, if you're trying to find that for yourself. Yes, that's a really good piece of advice. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, make sure if you like what you heard, go check us out on Instagram at Into Your
0: Own. No spaces, no punctuation. All the updates can definitely just be found on our Instagram. Our Instagram is going to be our first and main point of contact if you want to find out about more things and all things Into Your Own. But Into Your Own is definitely like our little baby, our, our pet project that we're trying to grow and spread. Spread positivity. Just to help others and connect with others. Yes. I hope everyone is staying safe, happy, and healthy throughout, I guess, this global crisis that we're all going through. And we hope that this could be just, you know, a little beacon of help and hope throughout your day. And we look forward to producing more content for you guys. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, into your own. And yeah, we'll be back with you soon. Bye, guys.